a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. This is the Ironman MX review, probably the last review show of the year, maybe Monster Cup, but... Maybe Disney Nations. Oh, maybe not then. Anyways, the last uh, Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross race of the year. 12 rounds in, 12 rounds down. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Really appreciate it. Fly Racing, each year they develop, they test, they improve the products in the never-ending pursuit of the perfect racewear. The first to integrate the BOA system, Fly Racewear offers the unmatched comfort, performance, and durability that makes it an industry leader in technical racewear. They've got the BOA on two lines now. Last year it was just on the Evo line. Now it's on two lines. It's a fantastic little system on the back that uh, is world famous. And uh, flyracing.com, please check them out. Uh, and also, too, Alpine Star Protects. You know the A-Star names. Uh, you know the boots. You know the Tech 7s, Tech 8s, Tech 10s, and all that. But they have a whole line of protection products that fit as well as their boots and work as well as their boots and last as long as their boots. The A1 Roost Guard, the BNS Tech Carbon Neck Guard, uh, just some of the examples that Alpine Star Protects has for you. Some riders out there are contracted with other companies, yet they still put the A-Star stuff underneath their gear. It's that good, people. So thanks uh, thanks to flyracing.com, and thanks to uh, Alpine Star Protects for coming on. Appreciate it. Also to Starcross, Michelin Starcross 5 commercial and a, and a race tech commercial as well to help you guys uh, save some money. All right, let's talk about the Jeffrey Hurling Show. At least that's what Iron Man was in my eyes. Uh, first up, uh, from RacerX Online, my boss. He's the official voice of GNCC Series, the official voice of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Series, official voice of flat tracking, official voice of ATV quad racing, official voice of uh, Red Bull Straight Rhythm, uh, and official voice of some truck race coming up this weekend. He's Jason Wygant. Yeah! What's up, Weege? Wow. I don't even know. I was talking to a lot of people today. One person told me on the phone today, this is one of those, you wake up the next morning and you have like eight seconds of like, wait, did I really just see that? Is that real or was that, wait, no, I guess it was. That really happened. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> one of those days. Um, also, yeah. also on the line from Fly Racing, former top privateer, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Uh, not too much. We, uh, I have to commend all of us on our uh, punctuality on this, this week's deal. Yeah, yeah, Moser and Swiss Corps will be very proud of us for, for making this happen, <laughs> and, and, and promptly at that. Um, JTWPS, uh, the parent company of Fly Racing, uh, distributes the uh, Alpine Star Protect line. And uh, as I said, uh, it's just like their boots. It's top-quality stuff, and it's uh, you know it's stuff underneath the gear to protect you, or in the, t- in the case of the neck guard, goes over top, but uh, real well-made stuff. Uh, yeah, it is. <clears throat> it's a huge push for them, obviously, with their, you know, the Alpine Stars Protects medical truck now and uh, 
I think everyone knows them for their boots, as you said, but I know it's a huge priority for them um, as WPS. We're a year into this partnership now. So it's been interesting to see uh, their their innovation. You know, they're big into MotoGP with the, with the uh, you know, the air vest, and, and they have all kinds of things that they're working on. So it's, uh, it's interesting. They're definitely pushing the envelope for, uh, for protection. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Alpine Star Medic rig, um, they did a nice shot picking it up from the Asterix boys and putting their name on it and supporting that thing, really helping out each and every week, uh, for sure. And even for industry people, too. I was surprised. A lot of industry people go there, and Doc Bodner and Eddie Casillas and those guys, a lot of industry people go there for, um, they got a headache, they need an IV, they, they sprain their foot um, walking down the stairs, you know, and they, and they still help you out. Those guys help you out. I've only seen them once in my life, in the whole time on my circuit, so... Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I've the first first race of the year. I was there for a, uh, a infection in my finger. Really? And, you know, oh like, wow! Yeah, yeah. I was actually the first person to be treated in the Alpine Stars truck when, <laughs> once it was switched over from its former sponsor. So. Um, <laughs> Weege, have you ever gone to the Alpine Star or Asterix truck for any sort of medical like advice? I wait, and actually, now that I think about it, this would save you money. So, how many times do you do, uh, do you go every weekend, Wygant? Oh, yeah, back in the Supercross webcast days, if there was even a hint of uh, feeling a cold or sickness, it was free Z-Packs and prescription meds out the wazoo that, you know, would not be free at home. So, oh, <laughs> saved me a lot of money through the years. Thanks, everybody over there. It's been great. Um, I figure. We, JT, does a bad question. That's why, yeah. Do you take advantage of the free medical <laughs> at the track? Yes, I've been in that rig. Yes, I have. <laughs> I, had a, I had a hematoma that they drained a few times. When I crashed in Michigan there, JT, with on, on, landed mm-hmm. on that kid. Um, so they looked, took care of me. Anyways. Um, well, you know, you, know if, you know it's time for Weege's kids' checkups if they're at the race. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, – Hey, Weege, uh, the new Racer X magazine coming out, but more importantly, uh, the main uh, a race up in Maine that Racer X is uh, putting on is a really big deal for, for the magazine and, and for the website and everything else. And you're going. Yeah, we, uh, they had a, a series of races called the Verb Classics back when our buddy Dub Dub, Wes Williams, ran uh, Verb Moto and those other guys over there. They had a pretty good formula to make big regional races or big local races seem important. So they're gone now. No one can do it. So... We're going to pick up the mantle and, and try to keep these races going. I kind of feel like the sport's in a bit of a strange spot right now where, like, the big races are bigger than ever. You know, the National Supercross, MXGP, Monster Cup, uh, Loretta's, you know, all those things are not struggling. Those things are doing fine. But, uh, you know, just going to your local track and a couple times a year they have a big race uh, and there's purse and contingency and all that, I, I feel like that's slipping quite a bit. So we're doing our part. Uh, so this is the Racer X main event, middle of September, September 15th, four-moto format. Two motos on Saturday, two motos Sunday. RJ Hampshire is going to come on a 125. Jimmy D is going to come because it's main. And, I mean, what do you, you can't have a race without Jimmy no, D no. in New England. Um, Ronnie Stewart, his guys, told me today he's racing. And there's $8,500 purse. And most importantly, it's going to be real fun. So I'm going to go. Sweet. All right. Where is it? What, what track is it? It's called MX-207, a track made famous by, yes, Jimmy D, riding a 125 there in a lot of videos. Oh, okay. In fact, just by coincidence, somebody said today, man, I was watching Hurlings, or, or last night actually at the track. Some drunk fans like, I was watching Hurlings in this section. It was like Jimmy D at MX-207 on that 125. 
<laughs> like in the world of viral videos, Jimmy D in New England on a 125, that's yeah. the only thing that anyone that's, has seen that's, that's that it. can match right. what they saw from Hurley. Right. So MX207, it's legit. All right, perfect. Yeah, everybody check it out, please. Uh, all right, let's uh... – well, I said if Hurlings went 1-1, I was going to smash my laptop because I didn't want to stay off of it, and I have yet to smash my laptop. But uh, that could be coming if I keep getting some tweets. But, hey, man, the dude rode fantastic. Wygant qualified fastest, uh, won the first moto. Um, Eli was catching him a bit, but uh, as Eli told us, his ego got a hold of him there and uh, bit him when he went down chasing after Hurlings. Second moto, he got a bit of a gift from Marvin on the last lap. Marvin did a very unlike Marvin thing and ate crap. But regardless, look, the dude came from – Almost dead last uh, to, to, to second and then to first. And then he ran away with the first moto. So uh, that's a surprise. We all said podium for sure. And maybe he can win. And, you know, he's a world-class rider. But I don't think anybody expected him to be that good. Careful what you say. Careful what you say. This is like there are knives drawn. I almost feel like this is like Mexican standoff. Like how can we talk about this without – offending anyone without being too complimentary, but not uncomplimentary. I don't know. <laughs> it was unreal. It was unbelievable. And to me, not even just winning the motos and coming from last to first. Yep. When was the last time you were watching the last couple minutes of practice and someone was four seconds faster than everyone else? Well, Stu. Stu, but yeah. yeah. Yep. That's what, Well, I think everybody at the track started trying to come up with parallels for this and when you're down to stew on a 125 days yep uh that's really impressive i mean if that's a comparison we're going with and i don't think it's inaccurate yeah damn it all that's impressive yeah do on a 125 days like that's about as dominant as you can get you think you think marv would foot i mean marv had about a four second lead five second lead do you think marv heard footsteps because that was a very weird crash for Marv to do. Like he's just not, you know, he was—he's not one to do that kind of stuff. I—I I think he got rattled a little bit. I really do. Was he that close? I, yeah, yeah. By my, oh, okay. by, by my count, yeah. So. Oh, all right. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, I don't know. Just and then in, in the first moto, he was pushing. His legs were coming off. He was dragging his feet. He was getting sideways. You know, I mean, Marv had to go and win and just hope for a lot of luck for Eli Tomac. Um, and it was it really? Happen. Was it really? Was it really down to four seconds, though? Because Marvin had a huge crash. Crashes, gets his back on his bike, climbs back on the track, and then oh, he's well, I don't know about right behind him. Five or so, for sure, because I was doing the math oh. in the announcer's tower. It was it was eight, then it was six, and then after the pre- – I figured, you know, if you go from six seconds at the finish to where, where Marv crashed, maybe he made up another half a second or a second. You, you know? made up two seconds wow. in four turns? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I said four to five, so I didn't say four yeah. for sure. Um, you know, I just – I mean, Marv, I think Marv would have won. Had Marv not crashed, Marv would have won. I, I, he was enough – it was enough that Hurlings wasn't going to make the time, you know, on him. But uh, I think Marv got yeah. rattled. I really do. I think he was like, holy shit, you know, this guy's coming. So, um, what a ride, though. Uh, one one though. Holy crap, man. What a what, – what a, I don't even know what to make of it. Like, yeah. And this is, again, this is not me saying that I didn't think Hurlings was a great racer. Like, I think we all knew that. But just look at the data we have coming in. Here's the part that you cannot – this is the part that doesn't compute. Only a year ago, we saw Tomac race four motos against GP dudes and was by far the class of the field. Like, it was no problem winning those four motos. Yeah. He dominated. Okay, I understand Tomac was under different circumstances. He couldn't ride like he 
he couldn't go all out. But it's not like the difference between Marv and Tomac is the difference between, like, bologna and steak. Like, they're basically the same level. So if Marvin, who is riding his balls off, mm-hmm. is that much slower than Hurlings, how was Tomac able to blow the GP dudes away last year? And I know he didn't race Hurlings in those races, but I'm sure the other GP dudes that Tomac did beat last year would have something to say about saying, well, we're not on the same level as Jeffrey. Like, they all think they are, right? So that's what makes this so hard to even understand. Like, it's crazy. We just saw Tomac beat all those dudes a year ago. So yeah. weird. Yeah, it was really a perfect storm for Hurlings, you know what I mean? Um, as far as showing up, everything was a little bit in his favor, except for that second moto start, as far as the, the contenders, you know. Um, Tomac was catching him, but, yeah, I don't know if it would have happened. Who knows, you know what I mean, But in that first moto. But holy smokes. Um, he was great. It was awesome. Uh, dangerous to draw any conclusions, though, Wygant, from, from that ride and start yelling and screaming on social media. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you just know this is a loaded topic. I mean, you just can't stop people from doing it. And uh, my perfect example was I'm like, okay, here's how I'm going to play this. I have no problems with this dude coming in. And if the dude wins, good for him. If he rides awesome, this is going to be a great show. It doesn't offend me one bit that he came in and won. And I'm not making excuses. He was the best guy by far. I mean, okay, yes, at one point Tomac was hanging with him in the first moto, but he went 1-1 and he was fastest by far in both practices. I cannot put any qualifiers or asterisk mm-hmm. on that. He dominated. Well, got, story. Yeah, no, you're and, right. Yeah, yeah, and I did hear some people saying, oh, you know, Tomac and Moosecan, they had championships to think about. Dude, that was as hard, I think, as we've ever seen Moosecan try. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, for and sure. it still wasn't fast enough. And Marvin has been incredible this year. So I know Tomac's situation was different than a regular race, but Marvin was riding as hard as he's ever ridden, and he wasn't as fast. So I cannot do anything but give massive props. I have no problems with doing that, but it's still going to get twisted because I feel like half the people, when we say, oh, my God, I can't believe how good he was, they say, well, why didn't you think he was that good? And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. So, yeah, it's a firestorm, and there's no way around it. And who knows? We'll see what happens at WW Ranch this week, and it certainly sets up a – Awesome storyline. I don't want to make any predictions, but holy bunch of four-letter words was he fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and really, JT, we'll, we'll get to you on, on – I mean, you know, Tomac got the win last year in two USGPs, and, and, and like we said, he dominated. DeSalle comes over with Strybos. DeSalle is Caroli's number one competitor getting a G, GP win here and there, and he gets fifths and sixes at Muddy Creek and Thunder Valley. And now Hurlings comes into Lakewood and goes 1-1. All of those things, you can't really make a big judgment on it. But on that day, yesterday, uh, Jeffrey Hurlings was amazing. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was kind of out of the blue too, because you know we've, like you said, we've had some inclinations as to where these things kind of go. You know, the uh, Sal's results, Strybos. Uh, we've had multiple GPs over the last couple of years in the USA, and uh, you know it's on our home soil, so I would expect that. Um, but for Hurlings yesterday to come in and do what he did, I, I don't think that anyone expected that. I mean, there were there, you know, some of our friends uh, were saying he's going to go one-one, but on the level that he went one-one um, to be that much faster in time qualifying. I mean, he was one point six or one point seven faster than Tomac in that second practice, and it was you know Tomac had to lay it on the line the last lap to even get to that. Uh, and then the first moto, you know, Marv Marv rode really well. Marv closed down the gap. Um, and I really thought Marv was going to get him there. And, and then Hurlings kind of smoothed out and, and Marvin really, you know, kind of went the opposite direction. And, 
but the second moto, I mean, that was that was a whole different deal. I mean, Hurlings came from so far back, and regardless of whether Marv gave him a gift or not, I mean, it was it was domination. I mean, he was so much faster than anyone on the track. Um, I mean, well earned. That was an incredible ride. Uh, but I think it makes me more intrigued to see how Jacksonville goes now than say had Hurlings gone, you know, two three or something two one. Yeah, I would have still thought I would have still thought Jacksonville was going to go the way the GPs did la- or the USGPs did last year. But now I think we've opened Pandora's box to see what's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be great. Get your tickets now, everybody. WW Ranch. Um, uh, we Tomac told us uh, after the race, we did the post-race, post-race show with him. He said his ego got his ego got the better of him in that first moto. He felt in control, but the ego got better the better of him. <laughs> yeah, uh, all these scenarios coming into this race, I cannot believe. I shouldn't be shocked by anything you hear from people conspiracy theorists at this point. But I could not believe there was a legitimate question being asked all weekend. Do, do you think KTM's bringing in hurlings to help Marvin? Like, come on. He was 30 points down. He was yeah. 30 points down. Like, Hurling says, I had a weekend off. I was already in the United States. I'm 100 points behind in my championship. I might never have a chance to race one of these again. I just wanted to do it. What about that answer is not legit? Like, why do we have to assume that that's just some elaborate lie and it's really he's here to mm-hmm. do something to help Marv? I mean, it's no, 30 points. Wait a minute, though. Uh, yeah, they, they, they did not bring him over to help Marv, for sure. No. But, Absolutely. but... I have to say I was a little surprised that on the last lap he didn't move over for Marv. Like, I know it's 30 points. I know all that. Tomek had crashed. He was in fifth or sixth. I was a little surprised. Not shocked on a surprise meter of 1, 2, 10. I'm at maybe a 5 that he didn't let Marv buy. That's all. Well, uh, Hurling's in his TV interview at the end of Moto 1 said, I didn't look at the pit board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but my point is, yeah. this wasn't. No, no um, this was not a massive Seven plan. days ago, KTM had a meeting and said, get Hurlings over here. We need help. Not you're down 30 points. What do you think, not J- you're down 30. What about you, JT? A little surprised? Um, you know what? I thought it was going to be situational because I, you know, I think Marv was truly catching him. Marv just put in some great laps. And I think Marvin, he kind of blew himself up a little bit. Like he was way out of his comfort zone to catch. Uh, Jeffrey, and uh, I thought at that point, if if Marvin got really close, I think maybe Hurling's like, yeah, you know, he's, he's caught me anyway. I'm not going to make this incredibly hard on him. Uh, but once Marvin kind of, you know, he kind of blew up and wasn't able to even match pace. I mean, Hurling's pulled it back out to six seconds or something by the finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at that point, Hurling's like, well, if you know, if he's not good enough, I'm not going to move for him. You know, so I, I think it was a lap by lap thing where it could have changed or went the other way at any time. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. They didn't do anything. He just beat him. I mean, where's the proof? No, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If Mark's yeah. all over him trying to make a pass there on the last couple laps, I don't think Hurling's going to make it like you know crash each other trying to hold him off. I think he understands the situation, but if Marv wasn't close enough. He's not gonna. He's not gonna just pull yeah. over. You know. So yeah. I think it was one of those things yeah. where he wasn't gonna make it obvious. But at the same time, if Marv was faster, and and I'm not. I'm not gonna run him wide to hold him off either. Oh yeah, I get that. I mean, he's not gonna race him. I, I think Hurling's goal was to, like, he didn't want to be the guy that screwed up anything. So no. If Marvin was going way faster and he was gonna earn the championship, he wasn't gonna try to mess with that. But I don't think he was gonna try to insert himself in some underhanded way. Um, I mean, it was 30 points. It was 30 points. It was just so little he could do. But 
Anyway, the long point that I'm trying to make here is I thought all these theories of how he could impact the title, I'm like, he can't. He has no impact. Yeah. There's nothing he can do. He has zero impact. Uh, Tomek's got a giant points lead. But in the end, there was an impact because I cannot believe it. Like the type of things fans throw out there, like, what if Tomac tries to run with him and crashes? That actually <laughs> happened. It actually happened. I couldn't believe I was seeing it as he was going down. I'm like, he went for it, and it actually cost him. It's amazing. Um, yeah, it uh, – I mean – I told Eli this after the race, JT. He's given us so much to talk about, good and bad. It has been oh. such a year oh. for him. And he did it in the first moto where he's just in second, pulls a whole shot, his first whole shot all year long, comes into 23rd moto of the year, and he's looking good and riding well, and he does some overjumps the uphill triple and crashes pretty good. Clutch is bent down. It won't go back up, so he can't really use his clutch. Like... Thank you, Eli Tomek, for just more to discuss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely uh, he definitely didn't, you know, uh, back away from the challenge. You know, I'm sure he probably was ready to punch himself, you know, when he was getting up from crashing because he let, you know, emotion get in the way there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the riddle that is Eli Tomac continues, you know. <laughs> I, the most in- interesting thing of this whole thing, like, obviously, we, you know, everyone's been abuzz with Jeffrey Hurlings for the past, uh, 24 hours, which everybody should be. That was simply incredible. On any, I don't care who's talking about it or what the biases are. That was that was incredible. Uh, I'm interested now to see how these guys respond uh, next weekend. That that's what's going to be interesting because it, they took a beatdown yesterday from this guy. Well, there's and there's, uh, only one guy, there's only one guy who can respond. I mean, Cooper Webb's racing. He's not going to respond. Oh sure, but but Eli was your USGP winner last year, and yeah. I mean he basically had nothing for you know Hurlings yesterday, and Hurlings is pulling Teros looking over at him as he blows by him, you know, in the second moto. Yep. Uh, so I, I I'm interested to see what he, what which Eli Tomac we get. Do we get the guy that was dominating races at the beginning of the year and and won USGPs last year, or do we get this same Eli that's kind of been so so? I mean he won the second moto at, at Butts Creek. Don't get me wrong, but it hasn't been the same guy. I mean, that, that's not the same guy we watched last September win USGP. So I'm, I'm interested to see if that stokes a fire in him and, and gets him motivated to come out come come out swinging in, uh, in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, it should be interesting to see. Uh, but hey, what a year for him. Weege uh, clinches the 450 title, his first 450 title. And, um, yeah, what a year. And, again, what drama. Just drama throughout. Yeah, I think um, one loss for his competition now is I think we can almost officially say that there really was a problem for him holding these points leads and locking it down. I I still don't want to go full use the choke word like some people have, but, I mean, there just is repeated evidence that every time he had prosperity in either series, um, then things would start going the, the wrong direction. So I think he just needed to finally get one, and... These guys tried. Marvin tried. Baggett tried. Anderson was trying for a while. They tried to stop him, but in the end, he got it. And I think it's going to be – they're not going to be able to rely on him messing up and not knowing how to handle a points lead uh, again because now he's figured it out. I mean, I think he pretty much said, you know, especially at Unadilla, like he didn't know what to do. I have a big points lead. It's a mud race. I don't know how to play this. I, I shouldn't crash. He probably has heard so many whispers about 2015 when he was just winning every race and that didn't work out try to ride conservatively, 
how do I play it? How do I play it? How do I play it? I think now he's probably going to have a better idea of what mm-hmm. to do yeah. um, the next time he's in this situation. So that's going to make him harder to beat for a title for everybody as the years roll on. Because we all know that all the other tools have always been there. He's always fast. He's talented. He works hard. But the putting it together part, now that he actually did, probably going to be a lot easier for him the next time around. So this might have been a golden opportunity. I mean, if you're Marvin or you're Baggett, Baggett denies it. He said, ah, the thing at Raybo is just a racing incident. That's just stuff like that happens all the time. I can't believe that's possible. I mean, if you're Baggett, you must have sleepless nights thinking about Redbud. This easily could have been his title. At least in his mind, he can think that. Yeah. Marvin crashed Southwick, all that type of stuff. Yeah, kind of, right? They had their chance. They had their chance. And they might never get it again. Yep. Well, like Anderson said, he should have checked up. He should have braked. <laughs> um, hey, can I say one more thing on hurlings? I just need to bring this up. Oh, my God. Sure, Weege. Go ahead. Well, look, he was unbelievably good, and I heard Lady Gaga style a million reasons, a million, a million reasons why he was so good. I mean, everybody had theories, and they're probably all right. You know, corner speed or standing in turns or using better lines or scrubbing through ruts and all these things. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing what he did, and it's very easy to be like, oh, my God, this guy's like a next-level dirt bike rider. Anyway, I don't want this to come across as an excuse. But it's the same thing when, like, the Donations team and Lommel in the sand. I mean, the American guys just got worked. I mean, they just got worked so bad. I think the biggest factor when something like this happens is you have to remember, we document it on this show all the time, the American riders or the riders in America spend more than half of their time working on Supercross. There's a whole nother set of skills that they have to have, you know, so it leaves them a little exposed. I mean, hurlings in, in essence is a specialist where they cannot be in motocross. And I think that's, that shines through in times like this. Well, it's not an excuse, but I think it's a reason. Look at the three fastest riders in America right now. Kenny Roxon, uh, you know, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll wait and see, but Kenny Roxon, Marvin Muscan, and Eli Tomac without a doubt. Right. Two of them are GPs. Yeah. Two of them are GP guys. Two of them are foreigners. So, yeah. you know, that's where yeah. we're at right now. Um, that's just kind of the way things are going. And I don't know what it is. I, it got so ha- it got so hard on Twitter yesterday that Villeman blocked JT at some point. In, in <laughs> I think the, he blocked yeah. everyone for some reason. I, I, he, I don't know what was going on there. He blocks like everyone on Twitter. So I don't know if he turned his Twitter off or something, but it wasn't just me. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> So these are things that are happening, folks, out there in the world. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's an interesting discussion. Have those guys, um, the GP riders, have they surpassed the Americans in motocross? You know? Uh, like I said, Marvin Muskan and Kenny Roxon have jumped right in and, and are, are, you know, are great. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a, another discussion for another time. So, uh, but, yeah, Hurlings yeah, is great. This will, be revisited. this will be revisited next weekend, I'm sure. Um, oh, yeah. Congrats to Hurling, so that was great. And also, too, um, Weege, maybe maybe he's maybe he's responsible for the uh, the silliest quote of the weekend when he told you he just hopes he doesn't get tenth on Friday. Well, yeah. <laughs> he he just basically was telling me that he knows it was risky to come over um, because he's like, if I do bad, it's probably going to look bad for all the other riders over there. Like, I'm going to make them look bad if I get beat because I'm one of the top guys, and if I I don't know if I go out there and go like ten ten. He's like, I'm hoping you know top five or podium. If I get ten ten or something, and I'm just like, you're not going ten ten. You're not going ten ten. No. You're not going ten ten. 
I don't care if the bike's different, whatever. And yeah. actually, he owned it. He said, he's like, the bike's different, but that's not going to be the difference to me winning and losing. If I get beat, I get beat. Oh, not because of the bike. I've heard so much about setup. I've heard so well, much about yeah. setup. You know? Uh, yeah. Huh? This guy got on a bike with a different frame. A, a different frame. And, uh, and, and dominated. So, uh, good God. You guys, uh... Do you, do you guys think that the uh, the conditions will change this outlook next weekend? Because it's going to be it's going to be hot on a level that these guys only see maybe once or twice a year when they go to, to Indonesia or Thailand or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, how hot is it? Yeah, Florida in September. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it'll be ninety ninety ish, but humidity will be through the roof. It, it's going to be a shock to their system. Let's just put it that way. Right. Yeah, it should be interesting to see. I mean, Hurlings is Caroli can hold them off. Another year, maybe, right? Don't you all agree? And then it's time for Hurlings to start winning MXGP world titles, like barring injury. I mean, maybe, you know? maybe. I I don't know how you can just say that because if you look at Tim Geiser, I mean, Geiser until he was hurt, he was winning the championship. So uh, yeah, I don't think it's just her. Jeffrey, I, I don't think it's hurts. just Hurlings. But I mean, Geiser was beating Tony. I mean, Tony, he was the points leader. I, he was winning most of the motos. He had won four motos in a row when he got hurt. Uh, so I don't, you know, Tony is is and is will be the deserving champion, but it's not just Hurlings. It's uh, there's there's a, a whole gaggle of guys over there that are going really fast. Um, so Marvin gets second in the series uh, over Baggett by a couple points. KTM sweep one two three. Seeley got fourth. Uh, Seeley was happy with his day. He said he wasn't feeling very well in the morning. Didn't know how he was going to make it through the day and got a couple starts and said he hung on. So. Good job for him, considering. And Cooper Webb was pretty good, Weege. Yeah, the enigma that is Cooper Webb. Okay, so we're confused over, like, Tomac won those motos in the GPs last year, and how does that work? And uh, that just adds even more confusion to think that. Like, now I kind of understand. When Cooper Webb beat Hurlings, caught him from behind, and beat him in Charlotte last year in the second moto, the GP folks were shocked because they're like, our buddy Adam Wheeler is like, I can't remember the last time someone just beat Hurling straight up, like just caught him. Mm-hmm. So that's where, so you're like, oh, Cooper Webb, Jeffrey Hurling, similar level. What the hell has happened? This is so weird, this Cooper Webb thing. And I think we've all been nice, and we've just been like, ah, he probably doesn't like the bike. But, I mean, this was not, this was not the level of rookie season that riders at Cooper Webb's level usually have. No. It's really, really puzzling. But had some good races here at the end. Better. Not Bud so much, but... I was more encouraged by a couple of the Supercross races. I mean, there were a couple of moments in Supercross where, remember, he would pass Tomac back, and you saw it. You're like, it's there. It's mm-hmm. there. I feel like it was, okay, he was a fourth, fifth guy on his good days outdoors, but besides that mud moto at Unadilla, I didn't see any of that it's there uh, signs yet. It's just very strange. I don't really yeah, know what it, to make of it. 2018 is a big year for him. A big year. Like, his contract's up. He's a huge deal with Yamaha. We all think he's leaving. We don't know, but we all think he's leaving. But regardless, if he wants to keep getting paid the big bucks, he has to come through. It's a huge year for him. So, uh, now nah, I don't. I don't agree with that. Okay, no way. All right. If another team wants to, dude, you get plenty of mileage out of that. He's not going to take a pay cut in 2019. Okay. Um, no way. What else? Uh, Pike seventh, Craig eight, Bogle ninth. After one week after winning. Uh, had a kind of quiet uh, Indiana, uh, as did as did Craig. Um, Barsha was back, and him and Marv got into it in the first practice, and they got started screaming at each other in the mechanics area. Welcome back, Justin Barsha. Um, 
it's just it's just funny to me. I, somebody said, "Why do you want to hire that guy? You'll be in the AMA trailer every every Saturday night." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, all right." And then he comes back. But but from people I talked to, I think they sound like both riders are at fault. It wasn't Justin's fault totally. So um, to be fair to him. But he was okay. Yeah, I came back. Uh, I thought he'd be a bit better, though, JT, just because he wants to prove a point, right? Yeah, I mean, I totally expected him to be great. Uh, I know he's motivated. I know he's on the hunt for a contract. So uh, I couldn't really agree with you more. Uh, I looked for him to be, you know, the way the field is right now. I, it's it's kind of wide open to get into the top five, I feel like. And, uh, you know, Wilson was sick. Um, and Barsha just kind of didn't perform you know this has been a good track for him he's been on the podium here uh multiple years and uh last year you know out of kind of he was he was struggling a bit last year and, and did really well here um so yeah i i don't really have any answers for you but uh for sure he's uh he's in need of some results right now benny bloss was eighth in the first moto which was really good and second moto he was right inside the top 10 i think and went down late uh, bummer for Benny. He was uh, going to have another a really good day. He was uh, let's see one two three four five. He was seventh until going down late. Um, so bummer for him. He was, that whole group has some crazy battles the last couple of weeks. Webb, Pike, um, yeah. Bloss, um, yeah. those guys have been going at it. Uh, Craig's been in there. I mean, you, every lap it switches half the time. Suzuki's didn't get the whole shot either this weekend. I don't know what was up with that. No Suzuki's getting the whole shot. Tomac got one and Baga got one, so um, and they weren't even re- they weren't even really up front after a few weeks of having them all up front. So weird. Never quite know how it's going to go. Uh, Philip Philip hurt his ankle. What's the word on that, Weege? Anything? Do we know? No, I don't know. J Bone didn't go to the thing. Some of the other guys were there today, but uh, I didn't get an update. But he's alive, you said, right? Yeah, he's alive. He was very angry after the race. Okay. Um, what about Bogle? Is that not weird? What happened? Eleven nine. Yeah. How weird is that? I don't know. What do you think, JT? Strange. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of been his whole season, right? You know, he go out and win a moto, and then the next race is what we saw yesterday. So I, I don't know, man. It's uh, I feel like it's been that way with a lot of these guys this year. Great result, and then the next weekend they look like a different person. Who, who knows? Yeah. I, I know that, that's kind of how it's been for Dino, but Dino was really sick yesterday, so that, that would – give a little bit of, uh, I guess, leniency. But, yeah, weird day for Bobo for sure. Watching Dino's Instagram story, there was a monkey involved. And do you think it's like an outbreak type of thing with Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I mean, that was weird. I didn't even know anything about it. And I just kept seeing tweets about it and stuff. It was, where, where did this come from? I don't know. I, mean, what happened I never it? saw it. Did you see the monkey? No, it's the same thing on social media. Like, I saw it. Craig had uh, the monkey for a bit. I don't even know. Like, where is this monkey? It reminds me of that um, JT, your uh, NFL jersey guy, where, like, all of a sudden everybody in the pits would have an NFL jersey all of a sudden because some guy showed up. <laughs> it was like that. All of a sudden everybody in the pits had the monkey. Yeah, everybody had the monkey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just wondering if Dean got bits or, or anything else. So, hopefully not. Um Actually, he was in Jamaica on his social media. Just I just checked it before we came upstairs to record. That was quick. That's a quick vacation. Like I'm out of here on Sunday. I'm going to Jamaica. I like that. That's strong. Wow. That's a strong move. That's a power move. Not even wait a day. Um, so does he have his gear with him? Any gear? Do you, do you do you just leave it all in the semi? What happens in that situation, JT? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I think most of the time you just you, you just either leave it in the semi get a later or just leave everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Whatever. Um. Okay. What else? Uh, Henry Miller had another good ride. Good job for him. I stayed away from him fantasy moto after uh, blowing his bike up, and then uh, Ross Maeda said they needed to borrow bikes. I don't really know what happened there, but um, yeah, he did good. Thirteenth overall again for Henry Miller. Nice work. Um, anything else? Four fifty boys. Anything else? I feel like I'm good. We, I feel like you, you two need to bring a little bit more energy when we come back after the break here. All right, bring a little bit more. Dude, I'm like, I don't know what to say about the hurling thing. Like, my mind is blown. And <laughs> I, I went in on like five different opinions on it. What more do you want? <laughs> well, that's all you had an opinion on. It was just hurlings. You are blinded. You are you're blinded by hurlings, bro. I can't. I can't make sense of it, and not because I don't think he's good. It's just because, like, well, wait. If Tomac was better than those guys last year, and then he was better than Tomac here, but then Hurling is one of the guys there, but he, he's not the one with the hundred point lead. I'm just so confused. By the way, and, by the way, yeah. Pirelli preventing the Dunlop sweep of the yeah. Nationals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get. Let's take. Let's. Take a look. Take a listen to these commercials uh, from Michelin and uh, and Starcross Five Tire and then race and Race Tech as well. Use the code PulpMX17 when you're checking out at uh, Race Tech to save you money. We'll be right back to talk some two fifties and Wacko Zacco. Thanks to Fly Racing and Alpine Star Protects for coming on this podcast. Now here's some commercials from Race Tech and Michelin. Listen, all right. Thanks. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on RacerX. I want to talk to you a little bit about Racetech. The folks at Racetech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right? If, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Racetech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Pulp Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech. Hey, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp and Mech Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard. 
part versions and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. And we're back. Fly Racing Racer X Podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. Thanks to uh, Fly Racing for coming on board these things. Appreciate it. FlyRacing.com. The 2018 gear is out now. Uh, all right. So, well, JT um, kind of got some bad starts lately. You know, kind of, you know, would, would work through the pack. He, he hasn't been as dominant. But uh, Osborne just stamped everything this weekend. Just like, yeah, remember me? 1-1. Uh, Never really in doubt. Adam AC gave him a good run, I guess, but but Zach was the best guy. Yeah, I mean he was. Uh, I, it was kind of the the same story all year. I mean, not so much the domination on that he did on Saturday, but um, I mean, when the conditions were there and when it counted, I mean Zach proved he was the best guy all year long, and I think he just you know once the pressure was off uh, and he was able to ride freely and, and without any real worries. I mean, yeah. we saw how good he could really be yesterday. So maybe that's a tip towards Tomac for this weekend. We'll see. I mean, I, he's got to ride better than he's been riding. You know, I think Supercross was a good indicator that he doesn't ride like himself when, when things are really tense. Um, and I think we've seen that over the past month with him. So I really look for him to have a bounce back. Uh, I don't know whether he beats those guys or not, uh, but I think he definitely rides much looser and faster than we saw over the last few weeks. Okay, wait. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to 450s for a minute. You're okay. you're right in a sense, JT. But I I will always throw down the Salt Lake City card when they were tied, and he came from last to first as far as pressure. Yeah, but I don't really think he had pressure then. I mean, he was still he was still chasing Dungey down uh, on his, in a sense with the points. You know, I I think that flipped and it was the first time he had the red plate going into going into uh, east rutherford i don't think he rode like the same person I, I really don't and i think we just saw that where he doesn't ride like himself when when he's thinking instead of riding mm-hmm. all right um well let's get i'll get some predictions from the gp at, at the end of this all right um we got cooper webb barsha and tomac riding it for 450 guys um all right uh so adam since we won last week uh, Weege and uh, finally got got the monkey off his back, and then it went to Indiana. The monkey went to Indiana as well after it got off yeah. Adam's back. Yep. Um, I don't think if he doesn't have that, but I told him this after the race. If he doesn't have that Bud's Creek win, he does not go two two at Indiana. Like he may fade a little bit, he may make a mistake. You know what I mean? He had some heat on him from J Mart uh, a couple times. So I just think like him winning Bud's Creek allowed him to just bring it home in a, in a calm and steady 2-2. You know what I mean? No, I totally agree. And guys like uh, Mitch, of all people, have ironically the guy who he rides for, has said over and over like that breakthrough win. He said a lot of times it's like, you know, you can't – you don't believe you can win until you win, and you can't win until you believe you can win at this catch-22. 
And many times, Mitch has said, you almost need the guy to be up there and almost win by accident first. Mm-hmm. And then stamp it. And I remember thinking that when uh, Savachi went 2-2 to win his first ever overall at Unadilla uh, two years ago. He was not the best guy in either moto, but Marvin and Webb were battling it out, and they crashed, and J-Mart had a bad moto, and suddenly Savachi, who was maybe the third fastest, fourth fastest guy that day, got an overall win. Now Savachi winning races, that's not a shock at all. He wins a lot. No problem. So I think that's the thing. Adam just needed to get that win. Um, you know, and honestly, second moto last week, Osborne was still better than everybody else. Osborne passed everybody. Osborne won the second moto, no problem. Yep. Uh, but he crashed in the first turn. It all worked out for Adam. He actually didn't tip over for once. Uh, I think that's all it took. He had to get that, just that breakthrough. It has no effect on anything else but the mental side, and I totally agree. Now you're like, yep, now he's going to pull all the starts. Now he's not going to crash. Still not as good as Osborne because Osborne is just unreal right now for some reason. Yep. But, um, yeah, these last two races are going to make a huge difference, I think, for his career going forward. JT, what are the – What's the uh, success pie for AC sweeping both titles next year? Ooh, um, I mean, is it still really low in your eyes, or does this? Yeah, I mean, sweeping both titles doesn't happen very often. I, even though we just watched it. When I say that, I don't mean gonna... I don't mean win every race of every title. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay. no, win both titles. I, no, no I, I would say I would say really low. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying he can't do it yep. or can't win one, but to do both doesn't happen very often. Okay. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. He's setting himself up to be a guy. I guess we knew he was a guy, but now he's a guy, you know? Yeah, but before, do you think we would have felt uh, that same way, whatever it would have been, eight days ago or nine days ago, like before the day before Bud's Creek? Would we have felt that way? No, but that's Definitely the whole point. Definitely a guy. That, that, Definitely in the hunt. No, I know. But, but hasn't his odds improved dramatically? Yeah, that's why I said that right now and not yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just that one breakthrough. You've got to get a win. Happen to work out win. Yeah. Guess who won their first national last year? Zach Osborne. It's true. You know what it's I mean? True. Just that. It's amazing yeah. the difference that it makes. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So um, maybe it'll be Adam. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. Colt Nichols. Third. I think one. I think one is possible. Sorry. Yeah. I think one is one is possible. Mm-hmm. I, two is two. I shouldn't say it's not. But man, winning both titles is just. So many things have to go right. Mm-hmm. Can't screw anything up. It can't, you know, that's just a big ask. Uh, J-Mart not happy with Adam after the race uh, for their collision. So um, where, where J-Mart went down. But, and, and J-Mart. Yeah, did you see the, did you, did you see the TV broadcast yet? No. Yeah. Adam, Adam went out of his way to make a pretty big deal about the fact that he felt really bad and didn't mean to do it. And yeah. Uh, yeah. it was, got out of control and, and he kind of went on about it. Obviously he knew, um, that it was bad, so yeah. he, he definitely tried to make amends on on national television as much as he could. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I watched it live, and I thought Adam it wasn't a great look for AC. But I mean, he's like, I took that line all the time. I was, that's the line I was taking all the time. You know what I mean? So um, he said in the press conference that he talked to Jamar between motos, and Jamar wasn't exactly pumped. Yeah, like it wasn't like a no problem, dude. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. No, Jamar. He said that's understandable. I would have felt the same way. Yeah, I interviewed J-Mart, too. Yeah, he, not 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 stoked. Um, but yeah. anyways, yeah. So um, Colt Nichols, third place, JT. Colt Nichols. Yeah, it was great. Um, and to be honest with you, after the first round or two, I thought we would see this pretty quickly from him because he was so good. And then uh, he kind of had like a mid-season slump there where he was bouncing around that, you know, 9, 10, 11 spot for some reason. Uh, and then he was back. 
it was like yeah it was like the you know beginning of the season was great and then the end of the season he was right back on form again and uh not really a lot of explanation for the middle um what'd you make of it Weege? uh he said uh set up set up there you go <laughs> so they've really been struggling with the bike and then they made big changes for bud's creek he was sneaky good there at bud's creek he got fifth in the second moto um Yep. I think he was right in that pack, like Plessinger and him were trying to get to J Martin, AC, and Webb, and, uh, or Webb, geez, Osborne. Yep. And, uh, McElrath. He was right in the hunt. He was running the pace of the league guys all of a sudden. And we hadn't seen that yet since mm-hmm. round three. So, um, and he said it was because he tried, uh, Ferrandez's bike. So, score another one for the GP set. <laughs> Ferrandez supposedly had Weirdo set up compared to everybody else. Wow. Weirdo Euro guy. And then Nichols tried and liked it. Speaking of that, David Villeman's been helping him with setup before before he got hurt. There you go. So Colt Nichols, congratulations, DV, in a roundabout way. <laughs> Who blocked JT on Twitter? <laughs> um, hey, hey, heartbreak of the day, Chase Sexton, third place in Moto One. I, did he hit Steve Roman? Did he ride up on the back of Stevie Roman? We couldn't figure it out who it was. It was an RMZ two fifty, which should narrow it down. Quite a bit. It was not Kyle yeah. Cunningham, so then it narrows it down quite a bit. So it's got to be Steve Roman, Alexander Nagy, or Cheyenne Harmon. One of you three. Chase Sexton <laughs> is not happy with one of you three. So, uh, JT, did you see who it was? I did not. Okay. I did not. Right. Um, but, man, what a what a rough lap for Sexton there. And he said his front brake locked up. I'm like, as a mechanic in me, I'm like, what do you mean it locked up? He's like, yeah, just locked up. Well, then how did you, <laughs> how did you get up and keep going, and how did you make it that far from the crash when it locked up? I don't know. Anyways, so uh, yeah, bummer. It's been for a year two. of front brake problems, my God. And then Hampshire runs him off the track in the second moto. You know, <laughs> which he didn't blame Hampshire for at all. But uh, Chase Sexton really showed something, though. Good job by him. No, I mean the. The, res- the moto results are decent. His sixth overall, I think, might be a high form. But even still, take away those crashes, and he's like 3-4 on the day, you know? So, Well, he was the inverse of the Zach Bell, where he finally got a start, but he actually means it. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, Zach Bell finally got a start in his first start ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sexton had been telling us all year that his starts have been horrible and terrible, and then we know how last week went. The, maybe the worst hitting of the gate, the earliest hitting of the gate of all time. Um so he did it. Like, he proved if he could get a start, uh, he could get a podium. And he probably would have got one, in the moto at least. Maybe overall, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Mitchell Harrison, fifth overall, JT. No ride for next year, from what we from what we know. Do we know that, or are we yeah. theorize that? Do uh, we know that? Well, I know he's been calling teams. Oh, okay. All right. Teams have told me, yeah, he called. He called for a ride. Oh, okay. So. Um. Yeah, you you got to think he'll something will pop up. Oh yeah, I mean he's you know I I know he's probably not the to, at the top of some people's list, which is a bummer. But uh, it's it's August, you know, so um, just be patient and you know get guys getting fifth place overall and running in the top three at Red Bud and doing things almost winning you know the moto at Red. You're going to get a spot somewhere. I'm I'm pretty confident in that. Um, Justin Hill came back. I had somebody tell me that they thought he would last about seven minutes in each moto. But he did actually. He actually did pretty well. He eleven uh, nine. I would have agreed with that. Yeah, I would have agreed with that. I did not say that, but I would have agreed with that. Yeah, yeah. You were not the guy. Um, but yeah, eleven nine on the day. So he's going to go the GP too. So he's going to build on it, I guess. And what a terrible year it's been for him. So he told me he's been down at uh, Carmichael's. Yeah, a few weeks. 
Yeah. Yeah. Down at RC's. Worked for Bogle. Why not? Yep. Bradley Taft, 10th overall, JT. Congratulations on that. Yeah, I read well. As president, um, president had, of the Bradley had, Taft Fan Club, you are the president of this fan club? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had some serious motor issues at Butts Creek, apparently, so that's not really his fault. But, uh, I mean, he bounced back. If, you're, if your bike breaks, uh, you know, which I did not know mm-hmm. um, at the time that I made comments last week, uh, there's not a lot you can do about that. I just – I have seen him at other times or didn't seem like there was a bike issue. So, um, good for him to finish strong anyway. Mm-hmm. Plessinger probably should have went 2-2, if not a moto win. Do you agree with that, Weege? I mean, Zach's so darn strong. I don't know how – it'd be hard to just say moto win, just to say, yeah, he was going to straight up beat Zach. Zach's just been so good. But the 2-2 – yeah, definitely in play. I mean, dude, he got right back in it in the first moto after yeah, crashing. After he almost f- caught up to those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer day for him. Did he win yeah. last year? Did he win Ironman last year? He won the second moto, working mm-hmm. on the overall, and then he won okay. the overall the year before. Yeah. So that's definitely a good yeah. – you know, they, he just knows that they hold GNCC there. It's like, you know, the, the it's like going to the cemetery. It just has, like, these weirdo vibes for him that just – soul – Oh, okay. All yeah. right. That's weird. But yeah, GNCC track. He has to do well there. Justin Cooper, seventh in the second moto. Good job by him. Kids for real. I think we know that. Mm-hmm. So uh, continuing yep. on uh, to do pretty well. So all right. That's the uh, anything else on Ironman wrap up, boys? Or got a couple questions for you before we wrap this thing up? Yeah. Can we get predictions on how uh, Jacksonville is going to go before we wrap this thing? I don't know if that's in your questions or not, but um, but both for MX2. MX2 and MX1, because we have a bunch of Americans in both. Well, AC was already telling me that he felt like he had the bird flu on Saturday. It was coming on, he said. From the monkey? I don't know. From the monkey, maybe. Anything to get out of the Jewish GP, I think. So <laughs> Maybe from his hotel room. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good story. Tell that story, Weege. Oh, yeah. So, apparently... Um... I, I, I'm I'm not quite sure. He brings a, he brought his own space heater into the room or something. Is that what I heard? No, I think he, no. I didn't hear that part. I just heard oh. he turned the heat on. Oh, he turned the heat on. Okay, this is like the game of telephone because he told us the story himself, and I don't remember him saying that. And then today, people were saying that he brought a space heater in, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Anyway, there was what smoke coming out of the heater in the room. Yeah, he turned the so heater. He, he turned the heater on yeah. in the hotel room, um, yeah. which is odd in August in Indiana. But okay, he turned the heater yeah. on. Um, it started smoking, um, so he started fanning it with a T-shirt, and the smoke went, he fanned it right into the sprinklers, and the sprinklers went on in his room and all throughout the hotel. No, no, no. I thought he was trying to wave the smoke away from the sprinkler, and his T-shirt hit the sprinkler, and that made the sprinkler go off. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, it was actually worse. Oh. Yeah, because his dad was explaining that so there was like a plastic tab that he'd broken off with his shirt or towel or whatever he was using. That's so a- then... He flooded his room so bad, and the room just happened to be above the lobby. Yep. So then the lobby got flooded. It went through the floor. It was just ceiling. pouring. It was like a Amazon rainforest, like just pouring down into in the, the lobby. lobby. Yes. And everybody had to get up. Everybody had to go down to the lobby because the, the fire alarm's going. And then they kicked him out of his room. They kicked him out of his room for that, JT. Like, like <laughs> Where did he sleep? I don't know. I guess he went and got another room somewhere. But they, they said, yeah, beat it, kid. <laughs> So interesting, yeah. Some high drama there. <laughs> um, That's awesome. All right, so MXGP predictions. 
I'm, honestly, in MX2, uh, Savachi, Mitch said Savachi wants to ride it. AC doesn't seem like he's that into it. Justin Hill, I don't feel, will do much. Uh, who else is there for Americans? Am I missing anybody? Uh, Justin Cooper and Harrison for Star. Okay. Yeah. Ferrandis is supposed to ride, but he's right. Ferrandis. I think I would have picked Ferrandis, actually. But, uh, yeah. Because he's going to the nations, and he, I'm sure he's motivated to race those guys because he's been there right. racing them before, but he's out. And now Pacharel is out for French MXDN team? That's what LeBig says. He says he hurt his ribs, and he's probably going to be out for donations. And they've got a big problem because I'm like, okay, well, who would be the next guy? And no one can think of another French guy who would be on the team. Seb? <laughs> oh, uh, I, th- I think a good uh, look. It'd be a good look. It'd be a good look for the team. He would cook them breakfast. <laughs> you know, I mean, why not? I think Hampshire is. I think Hampshire is riding uh, next weekend too. Oh yeah, and Sexton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and you got Sewer, and uh, what's his nuts? Sewer? Is that what you calling him? Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Paul Sewer. Jonas. Jonas and Sewer. Um, You're going with Sewer. No, I'm saying you got. I'm just saying you got like on that yeah, side. Jo- no, 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 no I'm been, saying Jonas isn't is in the class Sewer? field. Jeremy Sewer. Isn't it Sewer? I don't know. I, j- tomato, tomato. Yeah. I'm sorry, we Sewer like pipes, like Sewer. Sewer system. I mean, I'm not from Switzerland, so I just say sewer. Okay. Um, okay. um, I can still see one of those guys winning. One of those GP dudes beating all those guys. I'm going with the I'm going with one of the uh, the American guys on and that heat on a track that uh, with I think I think Cincerello will go out and try to win. I really believe that. Okay. Uh, if Savachi if Savachi rides, I think he's he's. I mean, this is a track that's going to be on the same dirt in Florida where these guys train and ride in the heat. Uh, I think one of those guys, one of the American guys will win, I believe, in MX2. Well, I will say that last year in Glen Helen, it was shocking. The world's best MX2 guys were there, and it was shocking how much the Americans were so much better in MX2. Yeah, you're, you're dealing with kids, you know. Uh, yeah. Savachi and these guys are much more experienced than most of the, the guys they're racing against. Um. And, all, and even the year before that, I mean, Nelson and McElrath, like, um, they won easy at Glen Helen two years ago. Did Mitchell Harrison get on the podium at Glen Helen last year? Yep, I think so. They were just another level. It wasn't like that necessarily in MX1 or MXGP, as it's yeah. called now. But, yeah. yeah, the 250s have pretty much been pretty cakewalk for the Americans besides hurlings yeah. last year at Glen Helen. Um, uh, MXGP predictions, all right. JT, what do you think? Oh uh, man, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna uh, Tomac is gonna get on the podium, but uh, I'm gonna go with one of the MXGP guys to win. Uh, whether it's Geiser or Tony or Hurlings, I don't know. I, I think Tony will be in championship mode, um, but I, I don't think Tomac wins from what I saw last weekend. All right, Weege. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna go with Hurlings here. I mean, this moto was crazy. I, they're saying it's sandy. Is it really gonna be that sandy? It's not gonna be. Yeah, fan, fan, I mean it's not right? it's not Lomo. It's not that sandy. No, it's not Lomo. But I don't know. I, I saw a lot, and if it's going to be sandier, that's only going to be even better for him. So I don't see how I can bet against that right now. Um. Okay. And Crowley's been super conservative here the last couple of races. So yeah, I think, that's I think it, right it now. comes down to Tomac or Hurlings for me. Yeah, you know. 
Tomac's going to ride better. Yeah. Tomac will ride better than he did in Indiana. There's no doubt about that. But, but oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just a matter of how much. He's yeah. definitely going to be better, and he definitely can win. Like, again, I mean, dude, he did it last year. It's just weird to think all of a sudden that you're not putting him on that plane, but we just saw it. It's kind of hard to right now. Mm-hmm. But he'll be better. But does he win, Weech? If I had to bet right now, I'm going to go with Hurley. I would not be shocked if Tomac wins, but if I had to bet. JT, Weege is opening up the American branch of the Hurlings fan club. He is <laughs> he is opening it up for applications. Please send it to, to his email at RaceRex Online. Isn't it everybody? You will get a, you will get a loan here? You will get a patch for your jean jacket. You will get a sticker. You will get a monthly newsletter. Wait a minute. <laughs> How am I alone here? I thought this was the this is the consensus of everyone, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean he rode phenomenal. It's just you seem really blown away. Like you seem, you seem to be just this is it for you. Well, they have a uh, Saturday night at Ironman. We have a Saturday night barbecue at the track for teams and fans show up, and it was literally four hours of just talking about Hurley. Like everybody I saw wanted to talk about Hurley. Roy Jansen, Roy Jansen, who says he started going to races in 1964, which was before any of these series in the United States even existed, said. That was one of the best rides, or maybe the best ride he's ever seen in his life. Mm-hmm. And I see the track dudes, and they're like, oh, my God. He finally used all the lines that we've been putting in these tracks. That was unbelievable. I mean, one person after another. I mean, and then this morning, again, like at the series banquet, it's just, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, every person I talked to. So at this point, I just thought I was matching everyone. I did, but, yeah. okay, put me the head of the line. <laughs> the guy came last to freaking first, and he was four seconds faster for most of practice. Yeah, JT. I mean, come on. I I have nothing nothing but good things to say. <laughs> As do I. Um, he did say the tracks was great. He said that all tons of passing opportunities. Everybody. So. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, when you're going when you're going two or three seconds a lot faster, they those uh, those opportunities present themselves. <laughs> Generally speaking, when you're that yeah. much faster, you could almost go anywhere you want. Um. All right. Uh, any anybody want to talk about Dylan Wright to come from behind rides? Uh, I don't even know what he finished. Twenty eighteen on the day, no. coming from the back right. in both motos. What Weege? Is there a donations team for Canada? Yes. Yeah. Is he on it? No. <laughs> no, we're sending. Okay. Our, no, we're sending the guy that beat him in MX two. Oh, okay. All right. So. All right. Okay. Um, anything else? That's it. That's it. Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, done by Alpine Stars, the Indiana Review, the Jeffrey Hurling Show. To be, to be continued next weekend. Are we bringing it again next weekend? I think we have to. I think we have to. After well, these, uh, this ch- turn of events in Indiana, I think we're going to have to have some sort of review. Wygant's not even going. He's got a truck race. He's That's doing, fine. He's I didn't doing, go this weekend. Are you, what are you doing this weekend, Wygant? Yeah, there's a world championship of uh, off-road trucks. Um, you know that that's what the MC does, and Deegan and all those guys, RJ, all those guys, that that thing uh, for Red Bull for NBC. But um, I'll find a way. I mean, they're actually probably racing at the exact same time on Sunday. I'll find a way to figure out what's going on. I'll chat about it. Right. Um, yeah. This okay when this USGP was an look every year. The USGPs are like, um, is this really cool or really not? I mean, that's always the question: Is this a big race or not? Is it a huge deal or not? It's not like it was in the Carlsbad days or Unadilla nineteen eighty two days. But man, it pretty much has just gotten there, I think. Like yep. this changed everything. 
Uh, the did. intrigue of Tomac versus Hurlings, it just ratcheted up, what, 400%? Yeah, yeah, it's big. should be awesome. I'd, yeah. pro- I'd probably rather hang out with MC, though, than going. You know? Yeah, I don't really know who is necessarily in this one. I'm just saying, like, oh, okay. the All right. thing that it is. Yeah, I assume he would be doing it, but that's how much info I have right now. Solid, solid research. <laughs> yeah, really, right? You, you have seven, you have six days to figure this out. Yeah, yeah we're good. How was GL this weekend? Uh, shockingly, uh, shockingly well behaved. Couldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> There's nothing involving GL and the monkey. <laughs> no, and then uh, GL and I had to take care of each other. Uh, um, the McGregor fight, sorry, Mayweather the McGregor fight uh, was on, and we ended up. Everybody ended up in a big um, meeting room at a hotel all watching it together. And we had to behave ourselves because we had to get to the banquet this morning. Oh, uh, So GL and I actually shared a room for the first time just to basically keep an eye on each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, who rented it? Like the hotel rented it for you? Or how did you watch it in a room? Like what happened? I don't get that. How do you? It's the best bargain going. So what was it? A hundred bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Kelly Kirby of MX Sports is just like, yeah, I paid the hundred bucks. Everybody that's staying in the Hampton Inn, come watch. So we must have had fifty yeah, but, people. But on it. what? How? What were you watching it on? They had a projector. They, they put it on a projector screen in oh, like, the meeting room in the hotel. It was okay. amazing. That's what I was trying to get at. Okay, so the hotel did it for you. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying like if you're MX Sports and you're getting eleven hotel rooms, what's an extra hundred dollars? Did you chip in? No, of course not. It was awesome. That's and a silly question. It was on in there. And then you could walk outside the lobby, and Marvin's Motorhome is out there. Well, Dunge's old Motorhome, uh-huh. and they had it playing too. So you could choose: you want to watch it indoors or out. Oh wow! I and bu- then the next hotel next door, the TV crew had it on in their satellite truck. So we had three locations. I uh, amazing. I watched it. I bought it, and I almost fell asleep. I was struggling to stay awake, and I'm like, hundred bucks is almost going down the drain here. I like, I I made it though, but I'm like, oh man, I was struggling to, to stay around. awake. So. Should have stuck around. We have multiple, multiple screens. Yeah. Well, nobody invites me to these things, Weech. Nobody ever says, hey, Mathis, let's come on out. And nobody cares, you know, so. It was my- uh, there was a thing at the track, and you knew it, and you're like, nah, I'm out. Well, you didn't say the fight. I knew the fight wasn't going to go there, but no, I was not going to hang out with a bunch of people I've hung out with for 30 races all weekend. 30, 30 <laughs> races all year. Hey, you know what? 30 weekends of the year, I see you guys, and we hang out. Let me, let me stay after in a cornfield and hang out some more. No, I got, I got to go. Yeah. These are the instincts you guys have to have. I knew. Everybody's like, how could we have this party? What about the fight? And I just knew. I'm like, if you get a couple hundred people that all want to watch the fight, it's going to happen. Yeah. Somehow, some way, we're going to see this thing. Yeah. And, of course, it would cost me zero dollars. I knew how this was going to go. <laughs> JT, it's no, no shock, right? No, I, the worst question of this podcast was, did you chip in? Right. Yeah. No, absolutely <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else, boys? We'll do. Yeah, we'll do a USGP wrap up next week. Um, and uh, pray for me. I got Chicken and Denny Stevenson in studio tomorrow night. Pulp Mech Show. Uh, I I'm guaranteeing you only get one out of two. Do you think Chicken knows Hurlings raced and won? Like anything about Indiana? Never heard of him. <laughs> I, I I gotta go with that too. Absolutely. I'll bring Chicken in for some deep analysis. Chicken, what about Jeffrey Hurlings? Huh? So, <laughs> should be fantastic. All right. Uh, Fly Racing, Racerx Podcast, sent by Alpine Stars, everybody. This is uh, Jason Wygant and Jason Thomas. I'm Steve Mathis. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Thanks, boys. See you. See ya.
Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse you know and i know from personal experience did anybody ever sit me down of course they did everybody did go circuits mitch payton there's two ways to make the money one is you can sign for money or two you can earn the money i'm a high believer in earning the money i think they ride better when they earn the money seven time jeremy mcgrath I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, hey,